Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is writing engaging cover letters. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests. Would you all just like to introduce yourselves, please? Hi, my name's Alex Naylor. I'm the Recruitment Advisor with the Employment and Recruitment Service at Lancaster University. I've actually just finished doing a secondment with the Career Service as well, so my background is in professional recruitment, but also in careers advice. Hi, I'm Joan Mitchell. Um, I'm a mentor um, on the university's mentor programme and um, I started my professional career as a teacher of um, English and drama in 6-1 colleges and 11-18 to 18 comps. Um, and then I moved from there to work for um, AQA. You probably know AQA because you've probably got some of their um, certificates in your armory of certificates um, and um, I finished my job with AQA as a senior manager um, responsible for teacher training programs and as part of that um, I was quite involved in recruiting staff to my teams. Great. Um, hello I'm Kim Flattery um, I work for the project Unite Plus at Lancaster University. I'm the business and placements advisor. Um, so basically, we speak to SMEs throughout Lancashire, um, define some really good projects for our students here at Lancaster University to carry out, um, which is paid work experience, adding lots of um, skills to your CV. Fab. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, so firstly, hopefully an easy question for you. So what is a cover letter? Well, for me as a as a recruiter, um, I, I, I always saw a cover letter as an enhancement to um, a CV in the sense that um, it was telling me far more about the person who was applying for the role than the CV actually was. So um, it, it was a more personal introduction to the person um, and, um, and a, a way for me to work out whether the person had um, a, a, a clear idea of how they saw themselves fitting into the role that they were applying for. So both an enhancement and um, a, um, um, a test of, 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 of the, the applicant's understanding as well. Um, and it's also, I, I saw it as, a, as a, a way of levelling the playing field at that point of application where a lot of CVs sometimes all look the same. And I think that's especially the case um, for graduates who haven't got um, a great deal of work experience in the area that they're actually applying for. Uh, I agree with Joan. I think um, a cover letter definitely makes um, someone applying for a job, a student or a graduate, stand out. Um, you know, some jobs you get lots of applicants, others you don't, but definitely a cover letter makes you stand out to the recruiter whilst looking through all the CVs. And it's, it adds that little bit more personality um, and makes you realise what, what the person can bring to the job and to the position. Yeah, some really good points there. I'm wishing I hadn't gone last for this one, but I think it's it's all true. Um, I think from my from my perspective um, in recruitment, it's it's your chance to speak to the manager directly, um, which your CV can't do. Your CV is more of a list of your achievements and your skills, whereas <clears throat> your cover letter is a chance to to talk to that person on a one-to-one -one human level, um, to show your your enthusiasm, show your passion for that particular sector or that particular company also that um, to really demonstrate that you've done a little bit of research and work beforehand into actually what does that role involve what are the things that 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 company is really kind of famous for and what are the things that draw you to that company so um it gives you much more opportunity to expand and make it more personal than your cv does 
I used to think, oh, what's the point in cover letters? It says it all in my CV. But it's like what Alex says. It is, your CV is a list of, of what you can do. And your cover letter is your um, stage to show that, to show what you can do and why you've got those skills and qualifications. Absolutely. Kim, you've just highlighted there a little bit about how you feel about cover letters <laughs> yourself. Um, I speak to a lot of students and students often find cover letters really tricky. How about the rest of you? How do you feel about writing cover letters? I think I think students find them tricky because it's not a form of writing that um, they're, they're used to doing or indeed that any of us are now used to doing. You Really, it's a 19th century form that we're shoehorning, aren't we, into um, in, into into a very modern process. And, um, and and I think I think it's just getting your head round and for students to get their head round the fact that they are producing something about themselves in a form that they've probably never actually used before and and I think because of that um, I, I think you know therein lies the challenge really mm. so why are cover letters so important in the recruitment process for me as a as a professional recruiter this the cover letter um, is incredibly important because that's the key differentiator most often I find actually between a good candidate and a great candidate you might have uh, two CVs that show broadly similar achievements, broadly similar qualifications, broadly similar experience. And if that's the case, the cover letter is likely to be the determining factor. Um, I sometimes look at the cover letter as almost like the the big burly doorman on the, on the <laughs> door of the nice place you want to get into. Um, because if you don't get the cover letter stage right, chances are the recruiter might not even look at your CV at all potentially bear in mind it is a cover letter it goes in front of your cv um so actually that's that cover letter although it is part of the same document effectively it can potentially um be the deciding factor so it, it's really really important it's a chance to stand out isn't it against against all the other candidates mm. and your, your chance mm. your, the window to show to show what you're like what you could bring to the team but also i i think that this is really important to show that you've got a bit of a personality as well because your cv is a list and it's hard to put any kind of personality into a list basically um so it's, it's to show it's to show a snapshot of what you're like yeah and i think for, for me as well <clears throat> i was recruiting people who um at, at lots of different levels who who were going to be customer facing and customer facing in an organization that had a reputation obviously for um for, for precision accuracy and um and all the things you would expect of an examination organization and so for me the cover letter was a bit of a test to see whether they could actually write connected prose and make sense um, so, so, so for I think for some roles, th there's going to be a hidden test within the cover letter that that is all about can this person actually string sentences together in in a coherent, concise, accurate way. So, Joan, you've just started to talk about this a little bit, but um, what do employers actually look for in cover letters? I think I, I think it's 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 both um, the personal that we've we've already highlighted, but also. Um, 
um, the fact that the person who's writing the letter has absorbed the requirements of the role and can match those requirements to um, to the specification um, of, of the job. So so I think you're looking for somebody that, that can't that can just not just write, but can also um, absorb quite a lot of complex information and um, fit themselves against that information in a way that allows them to stand out from the rest. I think what's always good as well in a cover letter is if is if they provide an example. It can make the cover letter a little bit longer, but it always helps. For me, for example, because I work with um, lots of different SMEs, I don't work in the company. So I, even though I speak to the SMEs beforehand, we define the project, I get as much information as I possibly can. I don't work for the SME. So for me, if it, if the student has read the job advert and knows and, and then gives an example of something that the SME is looking for, I always think that's great. It also makes you, it, again, it makes the person stand out, doesn't it? And if they've done something similar, you think, well, wow, they've, they've already done something along these lines, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's it's always really effective as well to mirror some of the language that's used oh. in that job advert, in the job description, the person specification. So if they've you know if they've stated that they're looking for a tenacious go-getting whatever (laughs) it is then make sure your language reflects that type of um, sentiment that they're looking for if you can really dig into what the what the company's ethos is or what their values are and again demonstrate where you share those in common it's such a powerful thing because then the person reading it can already start to see the way that you would then fit into their team or into Mm. their organization um, I think another thing that's really important as well is to to really show your motivation for that particular application or that particular job or that particular employer. Um, because if you if you don't demonstrate that you really understand what that role's about, like Kim was just saying there, in, in my role, I don't you know I'm a recruiter, I'm a professional recruiter, so I don't work for the organisations that I'm necessarily recruiting into. Um, but if I can then see that that applicant has demonstrated a really good understanding of what that specific job is about or what that specific organization is about then automatically they're far more likely to move through to the next part of the process um you know a a huge part of recruitment is not identifying the right candidate it's identifying the candidates that you can reject Mm. to be able to reduce your list down to the right Mm. candidates so actually just don't give me a reason to reject yeah. it is the key way <laughs> to to succeed in any kind of job application um, and by doing those key things of really reflecting the language and the, the the values of that company then you're automatically further ahead in that yeah and i think what we're talking about here is spec- is, is being very specific um in in the sense that um you're you're not dealing in generalizations here because you don't have the space to be general you have to be incredibly specific and by being specific and 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 using um as as um we were just saying the language of of the the job specification um you're actually showing that you are being very specific and um and, and you're not you're not you're not um, engaging in quite a lot of generalisation that shows that you perhaps haven't quite absorbed um, what it is you're applying for. Absolutely. So you guys must have looked at a lot of cover letters in the past. And I know from working with um, Alex and Kim, you do see a lot on a daily basis. Um, What are some things that students and graduates should avoid in their cover letters? Or maybe some mistakes that you've seen students do in the past? 
I think the biggest one that I see most frequently is what Joan was just talking about is the, the general cover letter, the non-specific cover letter that is just used for every single application. So I'm in a slightly different situation in that as you know, working for a recruitment agency as opposed to working in a, an organization where I'm just recruiting to one specific position. I will see applications from the same candidates for multiple different jobs. <laughs> so I can see how, how much or how little they've tailored their cover letters to each particular application. Um, and whilst your cover letter might read really well as a piece of writing by itself, if it doesn't actually match the requirements of that specific job and highlight why you're the right person for that specific job, then it's, it's next to useless, to be quite honest with you. So it's really vital that you do personalise that cover letter rather than just submitting one blanket general one because it's so obvious when you're reading them. Absolutely. Um, and for me, another one is, is, is again, going back to the style of the letter, um, don't be over familiar. Um, and, and I think I think over familiarity is 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 a pitfall that it's really easy to fall into because because we're used to being overly familiar in lots of other communications that, that, that we make. Um, if you think about most of our most of our comms lives um, are, are, are via social media sometimes and, and I think avoiding the over familiarity of, um, of, of, of our normal correspondences um, I think is, um, is a pitfall to, to be really aware of. Um, I think it's difficult I think if you haven't done a lot of a lot of writing it's difficult to get levels of familiarity right but I think if you are looking at other examples, um, and I know we'll talk about this later about how you can actually prepare yourselves for this. If you're absorbing those examples, you'll recognise the levels of familiarity that are appropriate in this form of communication and avoid avoid the, um, the over-familiar. I think as well, um, I agree with Alex, because I also, similar to Alex, see, will see the same, um, some people who apply the same cover letter to a number of different jobs. And it, in the past, maybe not as much now, but I know previously, maybe five years ago when I was applying for jobs, sometimes, and I may have misunderstood this, but you can get, you can, it was almost encouraged to use a blanket cover letter because you were applying. You, in some respects, a lot of people apply for a lot of jobs. Um, and this can happen with graduate jobs as well because you just really want that job. So you really um, concentrate on your CV, which I definitely did. And then for, oh, I haven't got the time to sit, or I'm drained, I haven't got the time to sit and think of an individual cover letter for each company, and then just send out the blanket ones. But to me, it seems like it's almost shifted. Now, get obviously, get your CV right, obviously, uh, with all your experience, but that doesn't really change. Your experience is your experience. It's your cover letter that you have to put the effort into now. And it really, really, really is worth it. It's worth all the time and all the effort. Um, it, I suppose it's planning. It's planning um, how to do it. And some some companies, when you look at graduate companies, for example, they take you down a path, and you've got to do a personalised cover letter for the university, for example. You've got to do a. And I used to. And I used to think, oh, but actually, that's that's the best way to do it. <laughs> definitely. It's, so there's my feelings again on cover letters. But now I've changed. <laughs> now I'm on the other side of the table. Now I definitely, definitely think it's worth putting the effort into the cover letters. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Just one other thing that I think is, is worth avoiding is assuming that the recruiter um, knows um, 
all about some of the things that you know about. So avoid acronyms, for example, because nothing's more irritating than thinking, I don't know what that is and I'm going to have to look it up um, and, and, you know, kind of teach myself a bit here. And, you know, do the work for them because um, basically they don't really have time to check out some of the acronyms that, that, that you're using um, and avoid those and, and very um, situation specific vocabulary as well that you know because um, you've been involved in it but they might not necessarily know and who knows that one thing could be the thing that makes them want to see you so um, so, so think about the information you're imparting and how you're imparting that's it. actually a really good point John just because I was thinking about we sometimes recruit for um, um IT related jobs, front end developers, back end developers. I know absolutely nothing about that kind of thing. And obviously we pass the CVs <laughs> onto the onto the company. And sometimes even the company, there's only one person who's the software engineer or something like that. So that the rest of the company wouldn't be, you know, like JavaScript. I think that's something I may have learned. It may not be. I may have got completely confused with that. But <laughs> like languages. Um and it must be really tempting for for a student to think, right, well, I'm gonna show all my expertise off here so it is quite a hard one because we do have to put that in but yeah maybe explain it a little bit more as well so that's a really good point I've not thought of before actually yeah so we've talked about some things that students shouldn't do but how should a student or a graduate make their cover letters stand out one thing that I think um they they could think about is um is is make them make them short and and i know that's really hard because you want to share everything about yourself but um but but i think um if 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 they're well constructed you know say five paragraphs um no more well constructed paragraphs um I think they will stand out because looking through them, you'll think, well, this this looks quite precise, and and the language is doing the job here. So, um, so, so, so it goes back to what should you not do? Well, don't overwrite. So make them stand out by being as precise as you can be, and make it easy for the person who's going to be reading them to actually read it. Yeah, fantastic advice. As someone who reads literally hundreds of cover letters, <laughs> I wish more people would do that. Um, I think my tip would be that there's loads of support available out there um having just come back from working with the careers team at lancaster um i know that the the careers guide to cover letters is absolutely brilliant and i'm not kidding you when i say i use it when i write cover letters (laughs) because if you use um, and follow a, a template or a guide of what you should be including in each of your paragraphs it's a really great way of just focusing your mind on the types of things you want to talk about in each section. So in the same way that if you were writing a story, you'd be hopefully mapping out some kind of a plan of where you would want it to go. Um, it's a very similar thing with a cover letter. If you just map out that uh, the sort of the flow that you're going to have throughout it, it makes it so much easier to think of what you're going to put into each paragraph and to prioritise what you're going to put in. Because again, it should never be more than one side of A4. So unless the employer said, I want it to be 3,000 words, definitely don't do that because they just won't read it. <laughs> They'll get to the end of page one, turn over the page, you go, oh, what? And then that's <laughs> probably game over at that stage. So um, yeah, using some kind of a guide is a really great way to do it. 
absolutely yeah and equally um i think it you know think about think about the font you use i mean it depends what mm. format you've been asked to to send it in um if, if if it's um um an email attachment which i'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i suspect not a great thing um just in case spam filters might might stop them um but if it's an email attachment um you probably don't have a great um a great amount of flexibility but think about the font use a sensible font you know use a font that that, that will allow you to to, um, to fit it into the format that, that we've just been talking about. Um, and, and I think, you know, thinking about things at that micro level is really important. You might not think it is, but it is because of everything we've already said. Um, use a sensible font if it's if it's actually a paper copy, because sometimes you do have to write a real paper letter, um, you know, Make sure the paper that you use is is good, and and that your layout and your and your um you know your paragraphs are actually justified on the on on the page, um so that they're not all over the place. So that kind of little attention to detail again is another discriminator. You know, if somebody's taken so much care over this, um actually they might take a lot of care with the role that I'm appointing them to. So think about that. Absolutely. I hate anything that I'm reading that's out of line or I'm a real stickler for that. Mm -hmm. It automatically makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, if I could pick up the, the point that John was just making there about fonts as well, is make oh, sure yeah. it's the same font as your CV. It's all part of the same document. So make sure that they, they match. The formatting should look the same because it's all one thing. It's part of one application. Absolutely. So we've talked about a lot of things today. Um, in this short 20 minutes. Um, so what are your final top tips that you can give to students and graduates looking to write an engaging cover letter? Well, I, I would say this as um, as, a, as a, an English teacher, but um, my, my absolute <laughs> top tip is proofread it and make sure <laughs> that it's not littered with errors of grammar and spelling and punctuation um, because because that, that's one of, the, one of the key reasons why somebody would probably think, why should we have this person they can't write? Um, and, um, and and don't rely on your spell check because spell check only picks up spellings. Um, so 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 proofread, proofread, and get somebody else to proofread it for you as well. And print it out and read it aloud because by reading it aloud, you can pick up errors of punctuation. Um, and um, and and I think that really helps as well. So um, so absolutely take the utmost care of of, of that. That's a really good point. I've once or twice come across um, some cover letters where they've had the wrong company name in them. Oh. I know, um, and most of the time it may be because they've, they've blanket applied for things, um, but once or twice I've had some really, really good cover letters with the wrong company names in, and we have put them forward. One person did get did get the position. Um, it was obvious that this person had just made had just made a mistake, but they, they ha you know, they possibly hadn't proofread it um whether another recruiter would have put them through I'm, I'm not sure um you know then as a recruiter you then have to explain to the company they've got the name of the company wrong but i do think it was a genuine mistake um so yeah proofreading is so important i have come across it a few times actually definitely and i think for me it's about making it personal as well yeah. mm -hmm. because this is this is you writing to the manager to say these are the reasons i think that you should give me this job or these are the, actually these are the reasons I think you should give me an interview for this job. Um, so if that's the purpose of it, make it personal. Um, I'm going to steal, sorry, borrow the work of one of our careers colleagues, Sue here, um, because she has this wonderful um, 
little three-word thing about... Um, this is more about personal statements, actually, but I think this really applies to cover letters, too. Um, and that is that you need to show three things. You need to show your inspiration, your motivation, and your aspiration. And by that, I mean the inspiration is why do you want to do it? most importantly. Why do you want to do this job? Why do you want to be at this particular company? Motivation. Show me what you've done so far that proves that you are going to be the right person to do it. And aspiration. Why do you want to do this particular thing with my particular organization? Um, and if you don't personalize it in that way, then why should this company invest their time and energy into you as an applicant? Because it's clear that you haven't also made that investment. So by making that extra investment of time and effort into that cover letter, like Kim said, once you've poured all your heart and soul into your CV, if you then have to apply to 100 companies with the same kind of cover letter for all of them, you're wasting your time. If you applied to five and made them really brilliant applications, you're going to get interviews from that. So it's, it's so much more effective and a better use of your own time actually to invest that little bit up front and you'll get much more out of it. Another one is, is I suppose, don't expect to produce this letter in one sitting. Um, yeah. if it's not yeah, it's not something that, that, that you're going to, you know, just think, I'll oh, just do this very quickly and then send it all off. Um, I think I think it's something that you should expect to spend time crafting um, and 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 refining and revising and editing and doing all those things that you would with something that, that carries the importance that, that this carries. So spend some time on it. Um, revise it and 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 assume that actually this is your area of control um, there's a lot about recruitment and, and going through that process where um, you're not in control because you're jumping through hoops and, and proving things all the time but this is something you own and you control so um, so even though you're keeping to a rigid form the content of that form is something that is entirely yours and and I think we're going back again to this idea that it's a personal statement of of, of your intent and and, um, and and because of that, um, you know, it's worthy of time. Absolutely. This has been a really interesting conversation and we hope it's been interesting for you. So thank you for listening to Get That Grad Job and thank you especially to my brilliant guests. Um, tune in next time for more information and advice on getting your grad job. Bye.